Hello, welcome to our Health Hub for Newcomers and our series of podcasts where we will discuss topics related to health and wellness in various languages. We represent Alberta International Medical Graduates Association, AIMGA. AIMGA is a non-profit organization dedicated to the successful integration of international medical graduates, IMGs, and educating newcomer communities regarding various health topics and the Canadian healthcare system. I am Ibifuba Aprioku, a physician from Nigeria, and I have with me here today Fola Shade. Hello, I am Fola Shade Akinwande, a physician from Nigeria. Hi, Ibifubara. How are you today? I'm very well, Fola Shade. Thank you. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. However, I'm so concerned about the well-being of a lot of people who have been affected with COVID pandemic. The numbers of cases has increased exponentially over the past two months, especially in Alberta. This is really serious. Yes, Polashade, you are very right. The numbers have risen all over Canada, but Alberta has been particularly affected. Daily case numbers are more than five times of what they were in the spring when the pandemics had started, and case positivity rates have gone up significantly. Well, it has also been noted that cases are higher among newcomer communities, which is of great concern to us. And we certainly hope that our podcast in first languages will be informative for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to be talking about and, talk, and touching on the current attitudes towards this pandemic. We're also going to be talking about the new and newer and tougher restrictions put in place by the government of Alberta in consultation with the public health officials starting December the 13th, which was um, um, about two days ago, um, three days ago, and for the next four weeks. Absolutely. I know the general public are getting increasingly tired of this COVID pandemic. However, these restrictions were necessary. We were through the lockdown phase in spring and there was a definite decline in the number of cases. Hospitalizations were reduced and it appeared that life was slowly returning back to normal. But the second wave really is eating hard and is even far worse than even the first wave. This needs to be addressed seriously. Yeah, yes, you're very right, Fola Shadi. You know, um, public health professionals actually predicted the second wave as businesses were gradually reopening in Alberta and in all parts of you know, Canada and so on. But I do not think that they were prepared for the spike in the cases that we see right now. Um, Alberta has surpassed Ontario about 3.5, about has surpassed Ontario in the number of, you know, COVID-19 cases. Although Ontario has 3.5 times more people than Alberta, I think that is really serious. Seriously, it is. So what really went wrong? How did we get to where we are? What happened exactly? Well, um, you know, I don't really know, but, you know, COVID-19 is an illness that has affected the global population. And unlike many other infectious diseases, COVID-19 was not a vaccine-preventable disease. You know, um, although scientists, public health researchers, 
um, healthcare providers have been learning more about the illness as it has been spreading. And um, as a result, masks have been made mandatory for everyone across Alberta. It looks like when people started gathering together in groups and became complacent in embracing these public health measures to prevent the spread of COVID, it became increasingly spreading like wildfire. Yes, you are very correct. You know, over the last two months, major outbreaks of the disease have happened as a result of large gatherings. Hospitalizations are on the increase. And of course, people have lost their lives as the virus can affect the respiratory system. And therefore, it is more serious than people think. So serious. This is extremely concerning and sad. People have lost their loved ones due to this COVID. And there are so many stories that have brought tears to our eyes. The virus has affected us all in one way or the other. Children, some children have lost both of their parents. Even an expectant mother lost the battle to COVID-19 after delivering a baby. And so many have lost their elderly family members and could not even be with them in the hospital because they don't want to get infected with COVID. This is really concerning. Yes, I know. It is really, really sad. And these are like extremely sad and depressing stories. Yeah. But you know what? Our hearts go out to these families who have lost their loved ones. And I personally believe that it's kind of like a double tragedy, you know. You know, mm -hmm. being, you know, infected with COVID-19 is one um, tragedy in itself. And then not being able to assess your family, you know, um, share your pain with them is even even more depressing exactly. and it is so hard to believe that a viral illness has affected humanity in so many ways not just physically but mentally and financially it has actually put a lot of strain on individuals like you and i and everyone listening to this podcast families communities and the society at large I understand how difficult it must be for the policymakers and those at the helm of affairs to keep the balance between, you know, the economic hardships that the populace are facing right now, and then also, you know, um, you know, bring up measures to curb the spread of COVID-19. Exactly. It is really important for us to understand the burden of the increased numbers of cases, especially hospitalizations, and that burden is going to be on the healthcare system. In the last two months, occupancies of hospital beds and intensive care unit beds due to COVID-19 has gone up by more than 300%. That is really alarming. The healthcare system is at 90 to 95% capacity and many more elective procedures and surgeries have had to be cancelled due to this. Even the frontline health workers are affected by fatigue and burnout, as well as physical, mental and emotional strain. It's really disheartening that even in the news, they are thinking of creating field hospitals. It's really going to be a tough one. 
yes, it's really going to be a tough one. And our kudos go to those frontline healthcare workers who have been risking their lives, you know, and their emotional stability just to make sure that this virus is curbed. And um, yeah. I know, I know, I know it must be really difficult on their part. And we appreciate all their efforts. Yeah, um, we do. You know, we had talked about masks and social distancing in our last podcast. And, um, you know, so far, this has been like the most effective public health measure that, you know, has been shown to, you know, break the transmission of the virus. That's right, Ibi Fubara. Yes, this has actually worked. It worked during the spring lockdown. So I believe it should work now, even when the winter season is here. Absolutely. I also believe it will work. And now the government of Alberta, in consultation with the public health officials, have come up with even tougher restrictions due to the alarming rise in the number of cases. But I can't say I'm surprised, though. I, do, is it, do you think it's surprising? Actually, it's not, because we see that people have been complacent in obeying the public health regulations. But is this also in addition to what has been announced in November on November 24th? Yes, yes, and it is, yes, in addition to what was previously announced on November okay. 24th. And uh, most of it has already um, taken effect, um, you know, starting from Sunday, December 13th. And um, these newer restrictions are going to remain in place for at least four weeks. But the most important thing is that we must bend the curve. I know that yeah. the restrictions are tough, the restrictions are difficult, but, um, you know, the most important thing is ensuring that our families, individuals, and the whole community is safe. So we must bend the curve and we must stop the spread and transmission of the diseases, even if we have to you know, go through these new and tougher restrictions to achieve it. I totally agree with you, Ibufubara. So let's go over some important parts of this enhanced restrictions so our listeners can take something and then put that, whatever they hear us say, and put that into practice. Yes, you're all, oh, you're, you're very right. Well, and um, just a reminder, you know, the information about these newer restrictions are also available on www.alberta.ca. I'll take that again, www.alberta.ca, and also on Alberta Health Services websites in multiple languages. Exactly. And we have videos in over 19 languages on the EMGA website, which is emga.ca particularly on our COVID page. So when you, we were listen, so when we were talking earlier, Ibi Fubara, you mentioned about responsible behaviors. Can we tell our listeners what these responsible behaviors are exactly so that they can gain something from our podcast today? Yeah, thank you so much for reminding me about that. Okay, so firstly, just a little background. COVID-19 is a highly infectious disease and it primarily affects the respiratory system, but it can also have affect multiple systems of the body. So people with other health conditions and the elderly are particularly at high risk for developing serious complications and when they do develop these complications, they can go on to require prolonged hospitalization. And all this can be reduced by clear understanding that if someone has symptoms of the disease or has been diagnosed with COVID-19, that person must ensure that the required period of isolation has been completed. Yes, that's true. As we mentioned earlier about social gathering, 
social gradient particularly has been singled out as the most likely cause of this disease outbreak because that is where exactly people contact each other and even without wearing masks. And as a result, both indoor and outdoor social gatherings are being prohibited. Yes, close contacts are also limited to people living in the household only. So no interacting or visiting others. I think this is like a, a point we must really stress, you know. Exactly. That's right. And now that these street measures are on ground, we must also use a mask. It's very important. Despite the yes. fact that we are ensuring that we are not closely contacting anybody, we must wear a mask individually. Yes. It's our responsibility to do that. Yeah, Fola, you are very right. So masks have now been made mandatory province-wide in all indoor public places. So this applies to indoor workplaces also. And um, you know what? Employers have been advised that it is mandatory for employees to work from home unless it is necessary for the employees to be physically present at work. That's important because right now I live in an apartment complex. So this also means that even as I'm stepping out of my door to the hallway, to the elevator, to the communal mailbox, anywhere within the apartment, I make sure that I am completely masked once I'm stepping out of my own room, which is very, yeah. very important. Yeah, that's very true. All indoor public places. Correct. So let's tell our listeners what other restrictions are they to know at this time. Okay. So um, other restrictions include like um, there's been um, restaurant, pubs, bar, lounges, and cafes are closed for in-person service. So if you need to get something from a restaurant or a pub or bar, lounge, or cafe, um, you can order takeout. And um, I think most of the establishments also um, offer curbside pickup and delivery services. Those are actually permitted. True. That's very true. Um, similarly, um, places like casinos, bingo halls, pool halls, and other entertainment centers such as cinemas are closed. Fitness centers, gyms, spas, and arenas are also closed. Community halls, indoor children's play centers and playgrounds, banquet halls, and conference centers are also closed. So um, I think the restrictions also include places like um, libraries, museums, and concert halls. Wow, that's a lot. It just tells us that these restrictions are tougher than before. How about yeah. the places of worship and um, shopping centers? Any changes to this? Yes, there have been some changes. Now, um, for places of worship and shopping centers, they've been restricted. Attendance to these places have been restricted to 15% of the fire code occupancy. I think the fire code occupancy, um, every building has the number of people that are supposed to you know, be in the building um, according to the fire code occupancy. So they should be able to calculate how many people would equate to 15%. Um, yeah. Well, um, so since these are really like trying times, it's, it has become really important that we find other ways to worship. So a lot of faith-based organizations have been impacted by breakouts. 
and we have to do things a little bit differently than we would like normally during this time, such as like attending ceremonies online, attending religious services online. That's Although, absolutely correct. And even in this lockdown, air and nail salons and other personal services must also close, which did not happen in the first wave. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I must say, I, I, I was really sad to hear this because um, I really wanted to, you know, make my hair and nails, you know, for the wow. festive period. But that's Sorry okay. about that. the small price to pay, you know, for being healthy, for staying healthy. What is anyway? well, the good news is that we cannot have visitors. So for someone like me that likes like a private time, I guess it is, it's a good thing. Well, that would not be for everybody anyway. But you're right, and even all out-of-town travel is totally discouraged. Hotels, however, will remain open, but with restrictions. There will be no pool, no in-person dining, and no spas. It is important to note that any out-of-town visitors or friends or family cannot stay at our places. They cannot stay at our home during this restriction, so we should make plans for them if either they get an hotel accommodation since the hotels are still open at this time while they isolate and following the isolation they can then return home mm, wow well it's for sure this holiday season is going to be really different you know so where our celebrations and um, you know are going to be limited to only those that reside in our homes with us right Totally. And it's going to be a quiet holiday for us all this time. For everyone that celebrates Christmas, it's going to be a quiet one. And it's going to be unique in its own way anyway. So we got to enjoy it. You know, you know um, I think that while these are really tough measures, we must do it for everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, the most important thing is about this whole, um, these um, tougher restrictions is remembering the fact that it is not about us but about mm. everyone else around us, you know, about the vulnerable people who, if they come down with COVID, you know, will require hospitalization and, you know, a lot of measures to help them to, help them to survive. So That's we right. must care for each other because of that and do our part to prevent transmission of the virus by following the public health measures, like maintaining appropriate social and physical distancing, yeah. wearing a mask in indoor public places, very and then, important. of course, we mustn't forget important, you know, important things like sanitizing continuously and hand washing, like we discussed initially. And then we must also know the importance and understand what it means to isolate properly. That's correct, Ibufubara. We should know that yeah. every of these measures are individually important we shouldn't say because i'm socially distancing myself i don't need to wear a mask or because i'm sanitizing i don't need to wash my hands everything must be obeyed also i want our listeners to know that there may be fines involved if these strict measures are not followed mm, yes you are correct a minimum of one thousand canadian dollars so let's not put ourselves our friends and families at risk and we should actually do what we need to do the last thing we need is even greater hardship you know coming down with covid19 
is hardship enough, you know, but having to pay these fines is even greater hardship. So I think, you know, we need to consider, you know, all these factors and then, you know, try to adhere to the rules. Yes, that's right. And um, we should also know that there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. This will yes, not last forever. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. And about that, a vaccine has been tested and approved and will soon be available for the Canadian population. However, this will take time to roll out as with yeah. all vaccines, you know. Okay. But, and even when um, the vaccine comes out, the first in line naturally would include vulnerable people, including the elderly, healthcare professionals, and frontline healthcare workers, as well as Indigenous Canadians living in remote areas. So it might well be springtime before the vaccine will become widely available for the general populace. That's understandable. And just on a final reminder, in case any of our listeners notice any symptoms such as fever, sore throat, flu-like symptoms, or cough and fatigue, please contact your family doctor or call 811. That's the health link. And in case of severe symptoms, such as difficulty with breathing, extreme lethargy, or severe vomiting or diarrhea that you can't even get anything down, and at the same time, purging a lot, please dial 911 immediately, and the emergency services will be right there to take you right to the hospital. Well, thank you so much for Lashadi for all the updates and advice. Um, I think that we've covered the most important points and I hope that we've stressed the importance of these new restrictions. We all look forward to overcoming this dreadful virus, but um, we need to remember that together we will overcome and we will beat the virus. That's right. And it's our goal to make health-related information available in multiple languages. So we hope our listeners will help in sharing this podcast. We'll be releasing this podcast monthly. And if any of our listeners have any topics of interest that they would like us to discuss, we'll be right here available to deliver this to you. And we'll be gathering more information from communities around the city. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Well, thank you so much. Um, stay diligent, stay safe, and be resilient, everyone. Thank you very much for Lashadi. It was nice talking to you about the new restrictions. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.